Hey, how are you? Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Before I share my conversation with you, which was with the lovely Laura from the Wedding Emporium, who is a bloody good friend and an even better client, I just wanted to mention that two weeks today, the doors to my four-week group program, the e-commerce accelerator, will be closing. Now, it's four weeks with myself, obviously, and up to 14 other small business owners, product-based businesses, where we can get you as a collective, a community, such a lovely community already. And over the four weeks, we essentially work through taking somebody from not knowing who you are and converting them into a customer, a raving fan and a repeat customer, more importantly. So we cover off all of the marketing, the tactics, the strategies. You will walk away with a plan of action and an act, a plan of action that actually works for you, not what everybody else is doing. But you will have my full support and everybody else in the community. And one big change that has happened this week is that I have actually officially decided to make it lifetime access. So if you sign up this time before the 31st of March, then you will be in the community for as long as you want to be. You can leave whenever you want. But of course, the more times I run the course, the more, you know, you're open to join it time and time and time again. And, you know, we all know that the digital world changes so frequently. So the course will always be kept up to date. So I would like to think that you will pick up something different each and every time. But enough of that for right now. Today I'm sharing my conversation with the lovely Laura from The Wedding Emporium. It's a wedding business which obviously she's she's kind of had a bit of a tough year. With everything with the pandemic, the wedding industry has struggled to say the least. And I essentially asked Laura to come and be a guest on the podcast because back in kind of the end of January, beginning of February, I shared some of her stats from her incredible Instagram growth and the number of DMs I got from my followers, from my audience saying, oh my God, how did she do that? So having a look at her numbers in the middle of December time, so just before Christmas, she was sitting at about 1,500 followers. Now, we recorded this episode last week, just over seven days ago, and during the episode, you will hear us mention the fact that she's sitting just underneath 14,000 followers. I've just double-checked whilst kind of recording this intro, and she's now at 15,500 followers. So, you know, she's doing something right. So essentially, I asked her to come on the podcast, share her experience with us, you know, talk to us a little bit about what's going on. She is the epitome of the word pivot, which we all love that word, don't we? But yeah, I just wanted to get her perspective on what's been challenging, COVID aside, and how she's kind of overcome that and what the exciting things for the very near future look like. So if you're in the wedding industry in any way, shape or form, make sure you give this episode a listen. There is some really exciting stuff that Laura and her team, I would, I'm glad to say I'm part of that team, are working on behind the scenes and it's all going to become live very, very soon. So without further ado, here is my conversation with the lovely Laura Hopkins from The Wedding Emporium. (laughs) 
Okay. Hello, lovely Laura. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm good. I'm so buzzing that I've got you on the podcast. <laughs> I'm so excited. Um, I don't think a lot of people know this, but you are actually technically a client of mine and a friend. So yeah. it's a bit different. It's a bit different. I always have people that I've never met before. I've only met online. So it's a bit weird. To, we're just going to have to remember not to go off piste. And yeah, <laughs> it happens a lot, a lot, doesn't it? <laughs> a lot, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> So before we get into the conversation, with every single guest that I have on the podcast, I like to challenge mm-hmm. them to introduce themselves as a human being, not as their business, right. within 30 seconds or less. And if you go over the 30 seconds, all that I ask is that you make a small donation to the charity Mind. Mm-hmm. I did pre-warn you. Yeah. Do you think you can do it? I can do it. I can do, do it. it. She's got the confidence. <laughs> I do have a stopwatch. Okay, I'm looking at the time now in front of me. Oh, no, you're not supposed time. to notice that. <laughs> <laughs> right, ready? Yes. Go. Right, I'm Laura. I've got two children, three stepkids. Um, they all lived with me for a long time. Now only a couple do. Um, I love wine, but who doesn't? Um, I'm a bit crazy, to be fair. Laura would say so, and so would my husband. I absolutely love Formula One. I've got a weird obsession with cutting the grass. And I really want a turtle, but I'm not allowed. Apparently, you can't just walk around with them in your pocket. So that's me. <laughs> 32 seconds. Oh, Two seconds over. That, do you know what? I'm going to give you that. That's got to be the best intro I think I've ever had. And I can genuinely agree with all of them I didn't know the turtle one to be fair yeah the turtle definitely remember your obsession with cutting the grass yeah yes I would agree you're a little bit crazy (laughs) definitely but in a good way so it's fine (laughs) so (laughs) obviously today I asked you to be a guest on the podcast because Mm -hmm. again you are a client and a friend but back in January I think it was I shared some of your stats from your Instagram and your incredible growth Mm -hmm. on the platform and the amount of messages that I got were you know I want that and I like how did she do it like this is amazing Mm -hmm. and I don't think people really realized how crazy you were and how much work you put into that to to get those results a lot a lot But I guess like the first place I want to start is obviously right now nobody does what uh, nobody knows what you do currently. So let's start at the beginning because obviously you're in an industry that is kind of suffering a little bit at the minute and has been for the last year. So yeah. tell us kind of how you started probably the first business. Let's go with that one. And you know, that just the kind of the journey behind that and what you do. Okay, yeah. So basically when I, I, I say I, I always talk about wedding, like on my wedding, when me and my husband were planning our wedding, um, I did what anyone did, tried to find suppliers and different things. And when it came to venue decor, I contacted a company and asked them about it. I was planning it, I think it was in November for the following August. And she was so rude. She was so rude. She's like, ah, 
a Saturday in August. I've been heavily <laughs> booked for the last two years. Like, <laughs> okay, love, that's a bit rude. Just say, I'm really sorry, but I haven't got any availability. So being the um, strong-willed, shall we say, stubborn person <laughs> that I am, and I'm quite creative as well. So I'm like, fine, I'm going to do it myself. I'll do it myself. So Gap was like, okay, babe, okay. Just, you know, just keep me happy. Just, yeah, that's fine. So, yeah, I decided to look into um, different things to decorate our wedding. And then I was like, oh, actually, I like doing this. So I put together a bit of a business plan and set up Facebook pages, Instagram pages. I was like, yeah, that's, that's what I'm doing. And here and we again, are. <laughs> yeah exactly however many about five years four years later five years later but yeah he was just sort of like oh okay it'll fizzle out it'll fizzle out it'll be fine just let it run its course and it didn't and it's been amazing so then we had like loads of success at elegant design and we don't obviously just it's not just the decor um we do flower walls and different things like that and we did the um pims bar on Wimbledon a couple of years in a row we're meant to do it last year as well but thanks to ronies we ain't doing that yeah, <laughs> that's what my kids call it that's what my ronies. kids call it Rony, ronies so yeah um so obviously things were put on hold and during the first lockdown I sort of had a bit of time feeling really sorry for myself and had a bit of a sulk didn't really do much for a few weeks and then I thought actually do you know what time is something that we've always been moaning that we haven't got enough of so while we have got the time we will plan the wedding emporium so the wedding emporium is something that we always wanted to do um we wanted to originally open um a showroom um local to peterborough and have all of the best wedding suppliers in there basically again because when I was planning my wedding and speaking to other engaged couples, their issue is finding excellent, reputable suppliers that are local. So basically what we wanted to do was create a, I don't want to say one-stop wedding shop because it sounds a bit corny, but a very amazingly beautiful place that you can go into and book all of your wedding. Basically, you could book your wedding in a day. that sort of thing um as well as having amazing experiences and stuff like that um so that was all going we were about to sign the lease and lockdown number two hit (laughs) oh okay but again it's everything sent to try us try us test us test us i always say the wrong thing um yeah everything sent to test us so Another side of the Wedding Emporium was going to be an online side. It was going to come a lot later. So obviously we switched that round and decided to start that first. Amazing. And that's been in, you know, elegant designs to where you're at now has been, what, five years? Just over four, I think. Yeah, just over four and a half years, so, yeah. Cool, what a roller coaster. And obviously the last the last year has been bit of a wipeout isn't it like I think in terms of the wedding industry as a whole like it's not been yeah wow amazing yeah the thing is like you try to turn things around and um 
look on the bright side obviously we've got our health and stuff like that so that's the thing isn't it and I think like as well you're kind of for me you're like the perfect example of that bloody word pivot (laughs) pivot pivot But it's that it's that thing, isn't it? Because you've you've had to. You like there yeah. was no other option. And you know, when we were putting plans together for the wedding emporium as in the physical space, yeah. it was, you know, it all looked amazing. It all sounded amazing because mm-hmm. to to kind of be able to and from my point of view as well, to get involved on a project that, you know, you can market to people that you, you can just go there and get everything done in one day. It's, you know, in 2020 2021 and and further like we're all saying we've got no time so to be able to yeah. go into one place and go I want that dress that stationery that cake that yeah. list whatever like yeah. it just sounds like the friggin dream doesn't it and yeah by the sounds of it and obviously I know you quite personally it was gonna be like the most instagrammable place on the planet so <laughs> thinking pretty pink flower walls and neon everything it was going to be amazing well it still will be when we open but obviously we're pushing that right back (laughs) yeah obviously (laughs) so in terms of the wedding emporium where it's at now so obviously Mm -hmm. I know what's currently going on but we're in a bit of like a a launch phase for something quite exciting so talk to me tell us about the wedding search engine where the idea came from you know what what's the idea behind it why did you choose to do that over anything else because again we know that once things start to lift people are going to start wanting to book things again and it's the same thing trying to make it easy for people um so a lot of the directories that are out there are great I'm not knocking them at all but if you want something specific, you have to then try and find the suppliers, message them, ask them if they do that sort of thing. Whereas on the wedding search engine, they'll be able to just search in, say, neon lights in Cambridge, for example, and then they'll come up, the suppliers will come up. So I think coming out of lockdown, that was definitely something that I wanted to do um, that I could help obviously engaged couples with straight away so yeah so that's I'm just I'm so excited I'm I'm so excited I'm so buzzing about this directory now obviously you know how much work has gone into this (laughs) yes because I've done (laughs) yes as much from (laughs) you than there is me but I stupidly decided to launch two different things in one go didn't I so Because the industry has really, really suffered, like we're massive advocates of sticking together as an industry and helping each other out. And I just thought, do you know what? People need a bit of a boost and not a boost that's backhanded and actually pay me some money for this. So we have over the last few months, I'll say it's probably been about six months now because it's been such hard work we have been creating a wedding awards as well so these awards are completely free and they are basically to give the industry a boost at the minute because it's crap and people are miserable 
So we have been choosing, we've literally over the whole of the UK, we've been choosing winners and outstanding via a points-based system and stuff. So they'll be launching as well on the second. So yeah, it's very, very exciting. Let's say the directory is just going to be a game changer. The search engine is going to be a game changer for people that are looking for their wedding dream team. And the awards are a boost for the um, suppliers as well. So I'm trying to do a bit of both. And I think, you know, that's been that's been one of the key things for me in terms of, like, I think we probably met, well, probably when I went self-employed now. So mm. coming up to two years ago. Yeah. But what's interesting to me is that it's so obvious that it's not always about you. And that's one of the things that I think a lot of people miss out on you know, the, the things with the awards is about boosting other people up. And like you say, there isn't, there isn't a hidden agenda. And I always tend to find that like, I get multiple emails saying, oh, you've won an award, but to enter, you've got to pay X amount of money. And I'm like, what's what's the bloody point then? But it's so obvious. And when, you know, we'll often have calls, they don't happen once a week because we go off on tangents. (laughs) We're on the phone for two hours at a time. (laughs) Just, we'd never get anything done. No. But it's so obvious that it's not just about you. And that's I think that's one of the reasons why I genuinely love working with you, because I think so many people Aww. just kind of go, I just need to make money. I just need to yeah. make sales before thinking about how can I help other people when, you know, essentially they're going to reciprocate at some point, aren't they? Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> but yeah, it's... it's fingers crossed. <laughs> fingers crossed. Yeah, but no, it's like I say it's just been a rubbish time and I think spreading a bit of joy is always a good thing being a nice person because you know what actually we found that during Covid people have gone one or two one of two ways I'd like to say most most people have been on the helping out and trying to be as nice and understanding as possible oh but some people haven't (laughs) so let's not go into that exactly it's just nice to be nice isn't it and that's what I'm trying to do that's what I'm trying to do yeah and so in terms of let's go back to kind of the Instagram side because I think that was the key thing for me because Mm -hmm. that was at a time when I think we were discussing the online side of things and how that would look and what we could do and how what that pivot kind of looked like weren't we Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like, what do we do in the meantime? Like, we need to be doing something. What is it that yep. we do? And so we sat down and kind of created the strategy around building awareness of the brand in general. Mm-hmm. But also you kind of, there was a real key thing for you about building kind of social proof, wasn't there? And kind of having, I guess the only, like the right word is clout. Like, yeah. Some, so so in terms of kind of Instagram and as as I mentioned at the beginning like when I shared those screenshots of your insane growth like so mm. many people when I open Instagram and I see oh people aren't liking my photos and all this kind of stuff and I'm like it's not impossible and I know mm. firsthand because Laura the Wedgen Emporium <laughs> I think you know we worked out in mid December you were at about 1500 followers and today yeah. you're at 13.9 thousand yeah. so you know that's a relatively short space of time and I'd probably say would you agree that most of that happened in January yeah 
Definitely. So yeah. that's just nuts in itself. Like New Year, no. we're all in lockdown. It's winter. How? Yep. How? Talk to me. How did you? I mean, I know, but let's <laughs> let's tell other people. How did you get that level of growth? Like what? I think the thing that I want to get across is how much work you bloody did. Oh my God. Oh my God. It's so much. And I'm still doing it. And when it comes to scheduling, I'm like, oh my God, it's going to take me so long. But it works. And the main thing, which is obviously what you taught me, be bloody consistent. Be consistent. Like, honestly, before it all started to ramp up, I was like, I've been posting, I said four, five, because you were doing one, weren't you? So five times a day or something like that. You were helping me out with my hashtags and things. And I was like, it's not really working. It's not getting anywhere. And I was literally about to stop doing it. And then it just blew up. And I'm like, ah, yeah. When they say consistency is key, it's the truth. So, yeah. Uh, again it's been what six posts a day um lots of hashtag research um trying as well to use as many of instagram's features as possible so obviously stories reels has been a massive 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 growth platform for us some of your reels have had gone seriously viral haven't they yeah i think um so I had like over a million views and stuff so that's really cool and yeah just trying to use as much as possible posting regular showing up every day and the engagement side of it as well that was one part that I was like Laura I'm not doing that that's I've, I'm not getting out of bed for that like it just felt like a hard slog but you were doing it every single day yeah so like even here now sat at my desk I have got a schedule of stuff that I do every single day and that is including um messaging people it's um a bit not spammy be be genuine do you know what I mean like oh my god this is amazing like be really genuine and don't be spammy so comments on people's stories comments on people's uh, grid posts adding to my um story liking messaging people to tell them how brilliant their brand is all of that sort of stuff I do every single day and how long would you say you do it every day if I'm if I'm on it probably an hour a day an hour an hour to an hour and a half a day obviously some days I haven't got that time so I don't do as long um and eventually obviously that will be outsourced because I haven't got the time and at the minute it's crazy and I'm really struggling for time I'm trying to get my 15 year old stepdaughter involved she's having none of it child labor like it she's literally having none of it she's like I just want to watch was it Hamilton or I don't know yeah something I don't know so in terms of um in terms of what what was the purpose behind doing that? Obviously, kind of, we'd come up with the idea that you kind of wanted mm-hmm. to be focusing more online. That was the way yeah. that the world had to be right now. But mm-hmm. what was the reason for kind of going, I want to build a following on Instagram? 
because I wanted the most um, important thing for me was, like you said, about sort of having that backup there that people are like, oh, actually, yeah, they've got that many. And I know you say, like, obviously, it's a bit of a vanity thing having trying to count your followers and things like that. And in some respects, it probably is. But when you're trying to get, I don't know, like when you're doing blog posts and like about styled shoots and um, you're launching a directory and things like that, it's volume of people seeing it that matters. So when people can see that my Instagram's got thousands of followers, they're like, oh, right, okay, I get it. Yeah. So it is, it, but it essentially was just kind of about social clout, wasn't it? It was about the Definitely. fact that, because I think we kind of collectively agreed that if you were to launch something, anything yeah. at that point, um, having, you know, 400 followers, somebody might mm-hmm. look at that and think, well, actually, they're not as established or they're yeah. not as, you know, big or as experienced as they kind mm-hmm. of make out that they are. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess that was kind of the reason, wasn't it? It was just about having that kind of level of, I don't want to say fake authority because it's not fake. Like people that follow you are brides. They are suppliers. Yeah. But it's also brand awareness as well. Um, So I've done all of this. So people recognize the brand. People recognize who we are and what we do. And then like you say, when it comes to the time of launching the directory and launching these awards, people are going to be like, oh, that's that's excellent. This is what they're doing. And they'd be more willing to um, maybe sign up to the directory or happy to receive a, an award. Yeah. And I think kind of you mentioned it just briefly then, and I totally forgot to write it down, to be honest. But when we're kind of thinking about and talking about all of the things that you've been trying to do to kind of boost the industry mm-hmm. it's not just about the awards is it there's been other things that you've been doing as well so talk to us about what those are like the the blogs and kind of what impact that has has that kind of helped build relationships with other suppliers yeah definitely so a lot of um suppliers do things called styled shoots and they get um a group of wedding suppliers together and basically make a pretend wedding and it's awesome fake it till you make it wedding fake it. and it's brilliant the the photos and the oh they're just such amazing people are so creative it is amazing and again we want to shout that from the rooftops like so we we've got a blog and we are we're featuring a styled shoot each week on our blog um and yeah we've made some great connections um from the wedding industry and it's all over the world as well it's not just in the UK so that's awesome but like I say the level of creativity and the talent that these people have is unreal it really is so it it's such a shame that over the last year they haven't been able to show that off how they would want to by doing weddings and doing what they love yeah it is a shame. It really is. And it's like, it's been so hard, I think, from both sides, hasn't it? You know, I can mm-hmm. only expect everybody that listens to the podcast knows this already. I I can't even hold down a boyfriend. But I can only assume <laughs> that, that if, you're, <laughs> if you're engaged, then actually it's probably quite heartbreaking to have to keep moving wedding yeah. dates and 
and it's a lot of admin as well I would expect oh, like it's not yeah I mean some people's weddings have moved like four times Christ I know and it is hard work and it's you just don't know what's like yeah it's like what's making happening. a plan making a plan for the future even now when obviously good old Bojo said twenty-first of June for um like letting weddings with no restrictions. Like really, I don't honestly mm, I don't know if I can see it. I really yeah. don't. It, it's optimistic. It would be bloody great if it happened. Yeah. But it's optimistic and say it's a lot of our couples are changing from this summer to next summer again and it's it's absolutely crap for them because a lot of them have had to now wait a couple of years yeah and then in turn like on the flip side of that wedding business that's you know (laughs) it's probably obviously you have two of them but (laughs) but other, other people that might be listening that run any form of wedding business whether that's stationary or they're a florist or whatever it is yeah it you know they've essentially lost probably a big very very big chunk of their income yeah like over a year especially because it is it's changing a bit now but it's usually obviously summer weddings are the most popular so even if it does go ahead from June July August whenever it may be like the industry has still lost another nearly full summer's worth of work yeah that's really tough isn't it and I think I guess one question Apart from, you know, COVID aside and, in fact, let me leave it at that. COVID aside, what would okay. you say as a, as a small business owner in the last four or five years, four years, mm-hmm. have you, what have been your biggest challenges? Um, belief in myself. Interesting. And it's something, again, that I have ridiculously worked on over, um, lockdown and I never thought I was good enough always thought I was there was someone out there that's better and oh it might not work and so having belief in myself my abilities and what I can do is definitely over the years been the been the toughest thing um but COVID as well has definitely helped me think differently about it like you've only got one life why why like why hold yourself back so true um, is that a bit bit woo woo is that a bit woo woo I mean it's a bit woo but we'll go with it I like I totally agree with it to be fair I think I've had a lot of conversations especially uh, in my dms recently about you know everybody I think now that we can almost see like a light at the end of the tunnel it's almost Mm -hmm. that people are starting to realize the good that's come out of the pandemic like being able to kind of stop take a step back and go actually am I doing what I want to be doing or mm-hmm. you know kind of just making those little changes so in terms of belief yeah obviously you you know that that's something that I've had a few struggles with yes, <clears throat> let's yes. move on let's move on quickly um <laughs> what for anybody that's listening that might be in the same kind of space what have you found helped with that is it a case of you know reading a certain book is it a case of surrounding yourself with certain people what you know what have what's been kind of the biggest differences in helping you 
overcome that because I think you know we all have bad days don't we we all have days where we question everything yeah but... I had one yesterday I was <laughs> yesterday <laughs> but yeah it is it's surrounding yourself with the right people surrounding yourself with people who want the best for you and who are cheering you on um and who want the same sort of thing like so if you're with people that are miserable all the time that's going to bring your mood down um so my house is pretty crazy um so obviously spending time with with my crazy lot over the last year has it's sort of taken me away from certain like negativities and things like that which has helped definitely I've been trying to read different books so I've been trying to read a book a week Whoa. um yeah some days a lot of reading. Some, well I, I say read I, I can't read well I can read <laughs> I can read <laughs> I listen I listen to books. okay so you're an, you're an audiobook girl okay cool. definitely like my audible account is I'm always buying extra credits um but yeah that's what I try to do I try to listen to a book a week um to help me and say so it could be a book that's not necessarily on mindset but they could be little snippets in there that just make you think a bit differently yeah definitely so so those two things amazing um and I guess kind of for anybody that's listening what kind of what kind of tip or anything could you give them in terms of I, I think for me you're just you're miss positivity and I, I don't mean that in the in the cringy way that it comes across, but, but like thinking about our conversation, every time I ring Laura, Laura picks up the goods and goes, hi, are you all right? And I'm like, yeah, you. And she goes, are you sure? You you sound you sound a bit down. And I'm like, no, 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 it's just my it's voice. It's just my voice. <laughs> <laughs> but it's every single time without fail. And, you know, if I am having a crap day, like I know that I can talk to you about it and you just give me a different perspective so I guess you know how do you is there anything that you could tell somebody else or maybe tell your younger self let's go with that oh god what would you tell Laura that was in your first year of business mate honestly like I was not ever like this before like my other half he was always like a half glass full sort of person and I would be doom and gloom like you know when you look back on your like Facebook memories and stuff oh my god I I know we all cringe a little bit but some of the stuff oh honestly poor old me (laughs) and I think that's it I think do you know what it was a turning point for me and I know this is probably going to be really weird I was feeling really really crappy and really sorry for myself one day and I'm not a massive tv watcher but this advert came on in the background um and it was about, it was a cancer advert. And this little girl had got cancer. And I'm literally stood there. I remember thinking to myself, what is your problem? Like, this little girl has lost her life. And you're miserable because, I don't know, the car failed its MOT or something stupid like that. Get a grip. And literally, I did feel like that was a complete turning point for me. And I feel like it was definitely not that I'm telling people to get a grip or anything like that because obviously people have their struggles um but that was the turning point for me and giving myself a good talking to and actually just looking at what's important in life and what's not 
and the fact yeah do you know what we could all have a bit more money I'd like a bit more money I've got a list of things that I want to buy who wouldn't but, <laughs> but like we've got our health we're happy I'm just, just it's yeah. just getting a bit of perspective I guess isn't it I think perspective definitely definitely and that at watching that advert changed my perspective 100%. It's, it's crazy how it's like little things that do mm-hmm. that and it's all and everybody has different things that will hit them but that obviously yeah. you know hit a nerve and yeah that Definitely. is just kind of what it is amazing yeah. don't well, sweat the small stuff don't sweat the small stuff yeah that's what I'd say wow it's been bloody amazing you having you on the mm-hmm. podcast I'm not Thanks. gonna lie it's been nice so, it's been a nice chat it's been weird that it's been a half an hour chat, Laura, I'm not going to lie. We never have half an hour chats, do we? <laughs> well, like, like an hour and a half. Be so strict. Like before, you're like, right, we can't go off on tangents. No. <laughs> well, I think that we've kind of, I did write out kind of three bullet points that I really wanted to cover because I think that anybody listening to this will mm-hmm. absolutely be able to take something away from it, whether it's oh, resonating cool. where you're, you're currently at or what, what you're trying to do you know getting an insight into what it takes to grow an Instagram following is was probably the biggest thing for me and it was just because of the sheer number of DMs that I got like yeah I want that and I was like I don't think you do I I really don't think you do (laughs) it's fine you just need to be prepared to put the work in and obviously like scheduling tools and stuff like that make it a little bit easier but you still need to do it still need to do the work and I think you, you know credit where credit's due there's I don't think there's been one time where I've said Laura we need to do this and you've gone nah you're like yep cool on it I'll do it no problem send and me a list it. yes always send me a list if you want Laura to do anything you just send her a list and she'll send it right back saying done 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 <laughs> yep I'll have a list my husband doesn't like a list oh interesting if you give, if you give him a list oh he doesn't know he doesn't like it and he doesn't like making lists either interesting yeah he just forgets everything so surely you should have a list yeah, exactly this is, my, <laughs> this is my point this is what i tell him oh it drives me crazy that's so funny so oh. i guess to round it up thank you so mm-hmm. much for being on the podcast Thanks for anybody me. that wants to find out more about the wedding emporium or elegant designs for that matter because mm-hmm. Let's face it, we all need a flower wall in our lives. Definitely. Where where can people find you, follow you, work with you, all of that kind of jazz? So um, Instagram, it's the.wedding.emporium and elegant. Oh, my God, I don't know the elegant design one. I'll just find out. Um, that's really bad. It's I don't been know. that long. I don't, yeah, it's been that long since I've done a wedding. Um, and the website for the Wedding Emporium is um, eventsemporium.co.uk. Um, elegant Design is elegant design underscore events on Instagram. And the website is elegant design events limited, but it's ltd.co.uk. That's a bit of a mouthful, that one. That is a bit of a mouthful. I don't think I'd ever realise that. And obviously, exciting news. If you are in the wedding industry, then make sure you go and give Laura a follow. The plan is that on the Friday, the 2nd of April... Whoop, 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 whoop. Drum roll. 
<laughs> all of our hard work will have paid off. I cannot express to you how much work Laura's got me doing. And <laughs> but it will all be good. It will always be good. It will always be good. Friday, the 2nd of April, the Wedding Emporium will be launching a wedding search engine where it will benefit both parties. So wedding suppliers will be able to sign up and create their profile and shout from the rooftops of how amazing they are, share photos, links to their website, all of that amazing stuff. And then for brides and grooms, it will be the best place to go and find your wedding dream team and contact them and collate them and basically create the best day of your life. Yay. Yeah, as I was say, and if you're a supplier, keep an eye out on your inbox and maybe your junk mail because sometimes, you know, emails go there um, for awards. Yes. I can't, do you know what? I can't wait to see the awards because I think like that's one element of it that I, I haven't really, apart from the email side of things, I haven't really got involved mm-hmm. with, have I? But yeah, it's a lot of work. When Laura, when Laura comes up with an idea, I'll always mm-hmm. get a voice note saying, Lorna, I've done a thing. And it's always mm-hmm. very, very worrying. <laughs> but I think, you know, we went over numbers on this week, actually, didn't we? I think you've done, yeah. is it 59 counties? Yeah. There's fifty. There's fifty nine counties, and there's a winner, and then four outstanding for each county in and each category. And how many categories are there? Sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot. There's a, there's it's a, a lot, lot of people. Work. That's a lot of work for like something obviously that's a free award, but people are worth it. They need a smile. And it's a lot of people, so hopefully it will absolutely have an impact on a lot of people as well. I hope so. And in the meantime, if you are a wedding supplier or a bride or groom, we've also created some freebies that if you sign up to Laura's emails, they will give you, for brides and grooms, there's a checklist, which is a handy checklist that will take you from a year before the wedding all the way up to your big day and even afterwards, which I think a lot of checklists miss, miss out on, don't they? And for suppliers, we've created a, oh, what was it? Um, Pinterest, getting, getting to grips with Pinterest. With help help from you. (laughs) Let's not mention that. That was a lot of work as well. (laughs) That was a lot of work. (laughs) But if that's something that you need help with, then make sure you go and give Laura a follow predominantly on Instagram. She's on the gram. Yeah. Smashing the gram. Um. And yeah, they will be in your inbox. But Laura, it's been an absolute bloody pleasure. I can't believe we've kept it under an hour. I'm genuinely shocked. (laughs) Me too. I was like, oh God, it's going to be like, it's going to take up the whole day. We're just going to be talking. (laughs) I'm glad we, I've managed to keep on track most of the time as well. It's good. Because I don't usually do that. Thank you so much for being a guest. I know it was probably relatively daunting but as always it's just a chat with me isn't it just a chat and it may <laughs> in it <laughs> right have a lovely rest of your day and i'll talk to you soon and you thank you bye bye, bye.